Explore my exclusive Shana Blaze designer collection at Harris Scarf. The perfect update for your living, dining or bedroom space. My Shana Blaze designer collection features pieces that mix and match effortlessly. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices. Shop in store or online. Welcome to the Homestyle Podcast with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles, with tiles for every style and budget. And Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices. And welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Beaumont Tiles, where right now you can head into Beaumont Tiles, and that includes the Shana Blaze Complete Bathroom Packages. They are 20% off. And Harris Scarf, you can entertain anyone, anytime with a fabulous range from Harris Scarf. It's in store today. And I am producer Jane Neal, joined via the wonders of modern technology, which we did a lot of in lockdown, Shana, to say happy podcast anniversary, 50 episodes, and you're joining me from LA today. I'm not jealous at all. I can't believe we've done 50. That's huge. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's a little bit of a milestone and we do have to thank Beaumont Tiles and, of course, Harris Scarf because I don't really call it work, Shana, when I have to basically just chat to you about the world of design and your incredible career, which has taken you to LA. So I'm in yeah. Melbourne. It's a little overcast and, and not particularly a wonderful day, but I'm looking down the screen at you in Los Angeles, in a beautiful light-filled room, not far from the beach, I hear. So tell us why you're in LA and how's it feeling? What's the vibe? Well, um, I'm here with my girlfriend staying at her place, which I'm very lucky that she's letting me stay here. And it is very cold outside. The air is quite chilly, but it's blue sky, it's sunshine, it's what you expect LA to be. Um, They've had a really cold snap and quite a bit of rain, which no one knows what to do with because they don't usually have coats. (laughs) So everyone's just like, wow, it's so cold. Um, But I'm actually, I've, I've come to LA first just for a holiday and to see my friend. And then I am off to um, New York because we're doing a screening of the movie over there. So some beautiful friends are putting on a screening there and they have been doing a phenomenal job of rallying people. We're just working like crazy to fill the seats. Um, you know, when you make the film, it isn't over. That's when it all begins, really, to try and get that happening. So, um at the same time, I'm actually meeting people for work things as well. So it's a bit of business and pleasure all rolled into one. Now, we have a lot of new listeners to Homestyle who have jumped on board and found the podcast. So the movie Shana speaks of, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. The Fort is the movie. Shana's house in Kyneton was purchased as the set for this film, which I cannot wait to see. Your uh, son, Jess, and Carly, your daughter, very much a part of the film and the entire project so it's a it's a blaze family project that really i think the feedback has been incredible so far hasn't it shana about the film which of course is helping to break down some of those stereotypes and maybe barriers about family violence and domestic violence which is close to your heart so i wonder what new york's going to think of the fort all the way from kyneton well i hope i hope they're going to love it because i um we've got a representative of the australian consulate coming we have some people from un women so there are people that are looking at this movie who want to make change themselves but it really is the everyday person we want to get get in there as well because 
we have to all work together. It's not something that just has to come from the police and the sector and people that are fighting that fight every day. It's the people um, in their everyday lives of how we can make change of to society in your relationships, calling out things. And the movie really addresses all that and gives you tips at the end of it as well. So um, it's educational and that's what part of, you know, Voice of Change, our charity is about educating people um, about family and domestic violence and how you can make change. And to get it away from being taboo, I think that's the biggest thing. People sort of like you say family and domestic violence, everyone goes, oh, I can't talk about it. Well, you can. And that's how you stop it. The fact that people don't talk about it, it's taboo, means that stays behind doors and that's where all the problems start. And also, if you've um, watched Country Home Rescue and you can binge it now on Nine Now, if you haven't, I can't wait to see the film and the before of your property in Kyneton because really, I mean, the scenes I've seen, the trailers, dark, spooky, very atmospheric. And to think that you've uh, then taken that property and done Country Home Rescue there and turn it into your forever home is amazing. We will put links in the show notes to this episode. So if people want to organise their own screening in their local community of the fort, you can sign up and do that. Now, Shana, I've never been to LA and New York. So I thought, mm-hmm. as we discussed elements of design and style for Beaumont Tiles and for Harris Scarf, can you sort of sum up for me the vibe in LA and the design aesthetic you're seeing perhaps and how that differs perhaps to New York? Uh, oh, LA and New York are very, very different. LA is very sort of sharp, edgy. Um, it is quite minimalist, but then it has very bold colours that go with it that are very glitzy, very strong, um, lots of accents and very um, quite masculine. The, the design is quite masculine in New York, especially when you're talking apartments, modern apartments. Um, in LA, because I've been a couple of times, but I haven't spent a lot of time here. So I've been able to walk the streets, look at a few different things, look at the shops. Um, and I've, my girlfriend here is right onto all the things because she loves design as well. Um, so Santa Monica is where we are. And it's not really a trend of any description. It's more like a, a its own vibe in the fact that, you know, there's a richness of timbers and whether that's, you know, timber beams and um, timber on the tables, on the floor, and lots of sort of white, natural, quite um, beautiful embellished fabric. So you're looking at uh, bouquets, which are everywhere. So, but here there's lots of sort of raw fabric. So it's got that more sort of um, paired back, really sort of... Um, rustic feel so there's that basic of rustic and then the embellishments come on the top with lots of neutrals and lots of sort of strong colors of sort of an Aztec feel coming into that as well but you know definitely classic is big thing you walk around the streets and there's a really big mix of Hampton, Cape Cod, um, even Tudor and what you'd call like you know the traditional sort of um, LA Santa Monica look where it's, you know, you've got your timber doors and you've got your balconies and you've got your sort of a very rustic render. Um, There's a lot of that as well. And I'm actually, I'm sleeping on the couch at my friend's place. So there's some great designers. So this couch is amazing that I have to plug it. So the designer um, is Leanne Ford. So she designs for Crate and Barrel. 
and does, you know, the big chain stores and does all these really great classic pieces. And then there's also this other gorgeous um, designer in LA called Kim, I'm going to spell Samela. So it's S-A-L-M-E-L-A. Have a look at what she does. She's a smaller designer and so designs furniture and manufactures it as her own brand as well. Um, so she does a, some really unusual shapes, lots of curves, like really sort of not just straight with curved edges I'm talking real curves and and you know quite eclectic and beautiful and it really works in this environment so she has that real LA feel so in Santa Monica so I think people have a look at what she's doing to get that vibe um and then in New York you know it is winter when I go over there it's very dark and it's very um cold and freezing but when you walk in the stores a lot of them have a lot of colour and there's a designer, John Derrian, who's got a couple of new shops that I'm going to see because I haven't been in New York since 2019. So I'm sure it's completely changed of what shops are open, what aren't and who has survived and who has actually done well out of COVID. So John Derrian's is very eclectic. It's very fun. He does all the beautiful graphic art onto homewares and, and very different. So I'm hoping to sneak a piece of something of his in my luggage to show that I've been there. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you travel light, Shana? There seems to be a trend of people now because we're hearing about, you know, international baggage issues and people losing luggage in transit. Like, you're not the sort of person that can get away with just carry on, are you? Surely there's a couple of suitcases going with Shana. <laughs> I wish I could, but no. I mean, the thing is you need a pair of walking runners. You need a pair of heels for going out. You need um, an everyday runner, and then you need um, a pair of boots. So there's four pairs of shoes that would have taken up onboard luggage. Then you've got your toiletries, so that's done. Um, But, no, I brought two suitcases, and one of them really doesn't have anything in it because – I need to buy presents and buy things. And so I always come with that extra suitcase to buy things because I've been caught out before bringing the one suitcase, then having to buy a suitcase when I'm here because I've bought so much extra. So that is my tip. If you're traveling and you're deciding to buy something while you're away, take an extra suitcase. Sometimes you can get a large one with a medium one and sit that inside of it. So you're only starting with two suitcases and then um, you've got, like a pop-up shop when the second one comes out and then you actually use that for all the stuff you've purchased. Now, Shana, when it comes to design inspiration, how do you, like, you're saying this couch is amazing and I love the idea of you sleeping on a a beautiful couch, by the way, Um, but do you sort of take photos? Do you send yourself notes? Do you have a little book where you write stuff down that might inspire you? Because, of course, you know, you're designing a range for Harris Scarf. You're constantly in, I'm sure, a bit of a design mode. So how do you sort of collate your inspiration while you're travelling? Um, Well, it is a a combination of what you just said, like, you know, taking inspiration photos, um, but also walking the street. So I've been doing a lot of that, getting photos of what's around, um, seeing what's out now, what's different, what makes it different, looking at all the textures. Um, I'm not taking notes anymore. I used to take a lot of notes, whereas you can sort of, I, I tend to take a picture of the shop front and a picture of what's inside so I can sort of work with that. Um, and then do some videos and, and talk on the video for my inspiration, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, um, how that works. But I, I always find the, the best the best part is just walk the 
the local streets. So I've been sidetracked a few times, so I haven't got to enough of the side streets yet, but um, I'm re- near the Palisades and I'll be walking around there and they're the most incredible houses. So they're like the the love styles and the rich and famous there. So it really would be looking at like the, the combinations of what what is the garden-like contrasting to the house, what are the, what are the doors, what are the shapes, all that sort of thing, rather than just saying I'm looking at a big house with a timber door, it's about like what are the shapes of the doors, what are the, what are the types of foliage, does it soften it, does it actually work with it, um, does it enhance it, does it work against it, you know, is it perfect, is it not perfect? So they're the th- things that I look for rather than a whole look. And, of course, we can uh, sample a little bit of this via your Instagram. You are listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Beaumont Tiles, where right now the Beaumont Tiles Complete Bathroom Packages are all 20% off. And for Harris Scarf, entertain anyone, anytime with a fabulous range from Harris Scarf. Includes Shana's range as well. So for our design focus today for Beaumont Tiles, where, of course, if you need a new bathroom, check out the Complete Bathroom Packages. 20% off. Thank you very much. I have a listener question. Shana. So can we just deep dive into this? I've got a picture for you to check out as well, because we are going to be talking tiles here. And this one comes from listener David in the Northern Rivers, uh, New South Wales. Dear Shana and Jane, I stumbled upon your podcast via your brilliant Instagram recently, Shana, and have enjoyed listening when on the road for work. I would love your thoughts, Shana, on fit for purpose design. A friend recently engaged a fantastic local designer to work on the outfit of a new cafe and smoothie bar, but ran into a few problems with the tile selection. The designer chose absolutely stunning green handmade tiles, imported and super pricey. Uh, But when the first lot were installed, it soon became apparent that they were not really fit for purpose in a public space. Due to the rustic handmade texture of the tiles, they ended up with rough and sharp edges, which could in fact have caused an injury should a child scrape up against them. And this is like a main sort of island in this little fit out. They were also impractical from a cleaning perspective as any sponge would be shredded on first wipe. The tiler then spent two days grinding the edges to remove the sharpness, time consuming and very expensive. Uh, David's involved in planning a similar space in coming months and in respect to the designer, wonder if you have any suggestions on how to ensure that the aesthetic objectives and visions are also practical. We want the space to be beautiful, but it also needs to come in on budget and be safe for our customers, which often includes small children. Thanks, David G. You know what? There's all those things that come together. We want it to be beautiful. We want it to be on design trends. We want it to be in budget and we want it to be safe. Everyone doesn't always look at those things. You, it, it is very time-consuming. A lot of people tend to do a selection um, picking from one tile. So when you're seeing a handmade tile, um, you always need to have a, a minimum of 10 together in the group to see what the undulation is. And a lot of handmade tiles are hand-pressed. A lot of them have the rolling edge, so that makes the handmade ones work. But I can see from this picture they um the sort of the ones that have been cut with a wire so they're clay and they've been cut with a wire so they're getting all those imperfections so for me those sorts of tiles when you're looking at they're probably exterior tiles that work really well for a water feature or something like that because then the water moves and shapes on that so 
when selecting those tiles, you've got to look at the edging and how they're cut, which is obviously not what happened. So the functionality, you know, people bang on about, you know, design looking great. For me, I always go to number one functionality. So before you pick your tiles, you have to talk about what you want it to do. So David put in there, he wants it to be on budget, safer customers and small children. So that's your initial brief. You look at those tiles, you would not pick them because one, they're so expensive. So it won't come to budget. And two, you would when you've got 10 of them together, you see that they're the sharp edges. They're not the sort of the slight round where the glaze goes over the edges. Um, so always look at your brief, break it down in all those points and everything you select, you go and you have to say, does it fit that brief? Rather than just going, I've got the colours, I've got the tiles, this looks great, it'll be engaging. Um, that's You have to work hard. You have to and it's, it takes time. So in this case, I guess it was the designer having a vision and really the client not actually standing up for those elements. It was like, oh, God, they're beautiful. And that yeah. was the end of conversation, do you think? Well, it could have been also a case of he never had them in his hand to see it. Like that's or you he only saw one. And that's where – and a lot of the time um, – Unfortunately, designers don't do the practicality. It's it's not just because you're getting a designer doesn't mean you're going to get someone that does that. So that that is something, as the you know the client, you have to really keep an eye on. Like my friend that I'm staying with just told me that a friend of hers um, engaged a designer to. Um, do her house, but then had to engage a friend to keep an eye on it because she was going rogue. So you have to really, um, really be engaged with the design. You have to be engaged with the practicality and everything that's ordered you meet, you need to know what it is and how it's going to be used. So don't take blind faith. And as a designer, would you be okay if someone, like I've been dealing with getting quotes from trades, I have this issue. I feel like I'm like cheating on them if I go and get multiple quotes for some stupid reason, especially if they're nice and they've come out and spent their time, you know, giving you a quote. Is it the sort of thing that you could ask for references, especially in a commercial space, and then say, okay, so who are the last three people you did a cafe fit out for? Can I chat to them? Would that kind of make you feel like they didn't trust you or is that okay? No, that's um, most of them say, here you go, here are my references. If, if they don't have anything that they can show, um, maybe they haven't done many or maybe it's something that they wouldn't get the recommendations. There are a lot of people that have private houses that don't want people to come in but are happy to give a recommendation. I would prefer to do that than doing multiple quotes because, as you said, you're feeling like you're cheating them. And it costs so much time, and time is money for trades to do a quote. So if you've got a recommendation, it really cuts through a lot of different things. Fantastic. Well, David, I hope that kind of has, I think that's really great advice, actually, Shana, to, to look at the functionality and what's most important for you, because knowing how much these tiles cost, and I think they're about $400 a square metre, you're certainly, in that picture. <laughs> you're certainly yeah. not saying, uh, hang on a second, uh, we're going to choose something else when they've already arrived and you've paid for them. So you can get yourself into a sticky situation then with your trades, who then have to spend a lot of time fixing perhaps what could have been avoided. I have to say one of those things happened did happen to me on Country Home Rescue when I had these 
um, black glass tiles um, for the carriage house. And I didn't realise they had to be cut so much. And by glass, it I thought I didn't realise it was pure glass all the way through. I thought it was just glass on the top. And my tiler literally shredded his hands. So that was a big thing in um, the, the poor tiler. He did the most amazing job. He's the most kindest, beautiful man. Um, but, yeah, so that, that happened to me on that. Thank God it wasn't like anything impractical of use, but it was, um, yeah, something very hard for the trade. So if you find an expensive tile and usually that comes with a lot of care, so just show that to the trades first to say, okay, so what are the things we have to come to the party to make this work? Um, because the laying tiles is so such an expertise and it's not just slapping them on the wall like, you know, Otherwise, everyone would be doing it. A great tiler can really make it look great. A, a, a basic tiler can ruin mm. ruin your tiles. Well, we highly recommend that you go and talk to the team at Beaumont Tiles, of course. They've got 115 locations around Australia. And look, if this is all stressing you out and you're like, I don't want bloody bespoke tiles, Shana, you can just go <laughs> in, check out their complete bathroom packages, talk to their experts, uh, do the What's My Style quiz. We've got episodes on that. And also the online tools we find really helpful. And I've used myself the Be Visual Live tools all on the website at Beaumont Tiles, where you'll get 20% off their complete bathroom packages right now. There's some exciting stuff coming with Beaumont Tiles, Shana. I'll, I'll talk to you in future podcasts, but not just going to mm -hmm. be about tiles in the future. There's other flooring options coming to Beaumont Tiles. There's so a lot. Now, thanks to Harris Garf, we are going to focus a little bit on autumn entertaining at Harris Garf, where it's all about entertaining anywhere, anytime. Shana, Autumn is my favourite season. Do you agree, disagree? Look, I have to say I love autumn for the change of colours. Like, you know, the that's one thing I'm so grateful about having a, a country property is that it is full of all those beautiful trees that change colour. Um, you know, you get those oranges and those reds and those yellows and it's so rich and so you get that slight change in air temperature, those beautiful colours. But I don't know, I toss up between autumn and spring. I love them, my two favourite seasons. So when it's autumn, it's my favourite season, but when it's spring, that's my favourite season. <laughs> and from watching Country Home Rescue, you actually have um, views with that amazing uh, gardens and things in your local area. So it's not even the autumn leaves you have to sweep up. Up. It's the beautiful local park as well. Uh, and that they're the best trees to have, ones that aren't yours, and then you can get all the beauty from that. Now, when it comes to entertaining anywhere, anytime, Harris Garth, your one-stop shop for all the extras you need. I love autumn entertaining, Shana, because I get a bit stressed in summer because I want to eat outside and then I worry about food that's going warm or flies or the mozzies. So I actually love this time of the year where, like you said, the temperatures cool off a bit and you can be a bit more extravagant because you can really set a big table and not worry that you have to have everything back in the fridge instantly because it's uh, 40 degrees. So oh, you're so funny. <laughs> it 
doesn't stress me at all. I'll just eat it all quickly before it goes off. Oh, well, sometimes you have guests that, you know, especially with kids, they drop in at different times. So I would like to um, point out this little simple thing that I've started doing because of exactly that. Not quite sure who's coming, when's coming, what kids eat, dietary requirements. It can be a little bit overwhelming. So I've sort of done what I call a pasta platter for a recent um, family event that I had, which basically involved a whole stack of different ingredients on a huge old antique tray that I've got. Everything from tiny little bowls full of capers and olives to larger bowls full of greens, roasted pumpkin. And then we made handmade pasta, which the kids were able to help out with. But it meant that everyone could just choose their own toppings and basically create their own pasta bowl without me having to worry that oops, I've given the kid with the nut allergy nuts or something like that. Um, So when it comes to maybe getting some of those pieces, Shana, to be able to do a big sort of big luscious table full of different bowls and different textures, have you got sort of any hints for us about how you can make, you know, some of the basics work in to make a more special, more sort of feature dining experience? I I think um, I love that idea. I think it's so good. But making pasta with four kids like that's that's you're talking about the stress of summer. I think you've just created a whole different (laughs) stress for yourself for autumn. My God. Um, But the thing is, I I always feel that you've got to have some classics there. So get get the bigger pieces um, like bigger platters or big um, bowls that are in that classic, whether you want to have it as a rustic um, blue or a rustic sandy colour or whether you have a white classic fit for a more sort of elegant part. Then get all odd plates and bowls and different sizes because it's not about matching. And, you know, you were talking about capers, you were talking about Parmesan cheese. So, you, again, you actually have to do fit for purpose, like match the bowl size because um, sometimes you run out and then you end up having like a normal bowl for capers and you have to put seven jars of capers in it. It doesn't quite work. So really make sure you have that eclectic mix of different sizes. And, you know, those ones can be used as dip bowls normally. But mix your colors like because you know pasta is a very simple color but you've got your tomatoes you've got your spinach you've got your mushrooms and you know so many different colors going there make sure that you pick maybe two to three colors in that eclectic mix and that way they're not all clashing and um you know greens and blues always go really well but then if you want to do the autumnal um sort of stick sort of for those earthy colors as your base rather than having a white base anywhere so yeah definitely an earthy color base if you're going to use sort of like those stoneware colors and more terracottas and things like that well at the moment at harris scarf um because i'm regularly on their website the shana blaze early 16 piece dinner set is Nearly half price, reduced from one forty nine seventy four ninety seven, and this is in the sea and the sand colours. So yeah. those natural textures, I think, like you say, it's definitely a change from the whites that you might um, coordinate with over summer. So that's yeah. super affordable. And those textures, do you think that's going to be a trend that will continue? Oh, absolutely. I'm actually bringing up out a couple more in those very soft textures. And I think it just, we're all about that organic dining at the moment. You know, the high end, um, we tend to do occasionally, but those organic sort of shapes and those organic glazes where it's a little bit uneven. And the way it is, is each piece is a little bit different because it is a very um, 
very sort of hands-on glazing process. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's definitely the way to go. And then having your contrast bowls. And I've noticed that um, you're loving a bit of Chica's stuff lately, which I think is phenomenal, like her beautiful um, platters. Because when, when she was bringing out her range, she was talking about her grandma and she wanted pieces that reminded her of her grandma. So she's got these really strong greens and then she's got this gorgeous garden patch platter and then she has some with lemons on it. And so she really has gone for that that beautiful autumnal feel um, for the for the you know serving. So you know you get almost like the those embellished pieces from Chica and get the classics from me and just have this wonderful mash in your kitchen. <laughs> oh, um, I do have an entire cabinet in my dining room that is filled with uh, vintage green pieces of all types of greens. As soon as I saw Chica's green, I'm like, Harris Garf, I'm coming because like, I love to be able to mix the vintage green, those enamel colours with newer pieces because nothing I have matches. But her yeah. salad, uh, it's actually just a cereal bowl. I mean, at the moment, like they're under ten dollars. They're on sale, and the colours yeah. are stunning. And like you said, the um, Chica Garden Patch Serving Platter is now only nineteen ninety nine. It's like a gorgeous big lettuce leaf, which is a real statement piece. So you definitely need to head to Harris Gar for those. <laughs> it's gorgeous, and I and I think the thing is, it reminds me of like you know she was saying she was basing it on what was in her nana's china cupboard, but it just reminds me of sort of that. Easter sort of feel. So even like, you know, when you're doing all sort of like moss and vintage stuff for Easter, it sort of works really well for that as well. Oh, and absolutely amazing prices too. You can shop the entire range at Harris Garth, including Shana's range. I still need to get in there for my Gardenia Shana Blaze candle that you mentioned last episode. And of course, of course uh, on the website, so easy to just search by Shana's range or by Chica's range. Shana, that's almost uh, all we have time for today. So by the time we speak next time, you will have been in New York. The screening of the movie will have happened. So all the best for it. If, if anyone's listening and they have people in New York, can they jump on your Instagram and come to the Fort screening on the 15th? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, at the moment, um, you know, we've got about 50 people and so we can always get more. And so we will tell you all about it. So we're hoping we we'll hope we have at least 70 people and then they can become our champions and talk about it and maybe book screenings too. Fantastic. You can find all of those details on Shana's Instagram, website, Facebook. And if you, like David, would like to send us an email, a question, perhaps an issue you'd like to uh, have us talk about on our next podcast, just send us an email, podcast at sen.com.au. And a huge thank you to, of course, Beaumont Tiles, where the complete bathroom packages are all 20% off, and to Harris Scarf, entertain anyone, anytime with a fabulous range. Range at Harris Scarf. Shana, safe travels. Enjoy LA and I'll be thinking of you in New York. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jane. Thanks for listening to the Homestyle Podcast with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles with tiles for every style and budget and Harris Scarf. Great brands, great prices. <laughs>